Blog Talk Radio. We believe in the American way, and we built this country called the USA, and we fly our flag because we're proud and free, we're Americans. Red, white, and blue is our way of life. Never back down from a challenge or a fight. Nature provides, God gives the rights, we're Americans. We make up America, but it's amazing America. Welcome to our Convention of States podcast, That Provident Article. This podcast series is a weekly discussion concerning the fifth article of the United States Constitution, the amending provision, with a general view on the phrase Convention for Proposing Amendments and specific focus on the Convention of States project. My name is Paul Hodson. I am the co-director here in the great state of Texas. Each week we meet to educate ourselves on Article 5 to promote the Convention of States project and its use of Article 5 to reign in our federal government. For more information regarding the Convention of States project, I invite you to visit www.conventionofstates.com. Later in the show, if opportunity allows, our call-in number is 914-205-5632. Further contact information is available at blogtalkradio.com for that Provident article. We want to thank Madison Rising, America's most patriotic rock band, endorsers of the Convention of State Project, for the use of all the music here on our episodes of That Provident Article. Please visit their website at www.madisonrising.com. And a quick review as we begin our show, Article 5 of the U.S. Constitution is available there in full on blogtalkradio.com on our site. We particularly look at that phrase, Convention for Proposing Amendments, as initiated by the applications of two-thirds of the state's legislatures. And we want to point out the subject matter of our application at the Convention of States Three points, impose fiscal restraints on the federal government, limit the power and jurisdiction of the federal government, and limit the terms of office for its officials and for members of Congress. And good morning to all of you liberty-loving patriots out there. I appreciate you listening in, joining us every Saturday on That Provident Article, a phrase used by James Madison. We do appreciate your attendance participation, uh, sometimes the patience you have with us. Today we are going to be having a a great discussion, I think. I hope a a bit of encouragement to everyone concerning the Convention of States, the uh, state of our our nation, and how how we can actually save our, our nation and some of the things which are going on. It's been an exciting week here in Texas. I want to point out the news very quickly. Again, we, we encourage you to go to the conventionofstates.com website, the news blog site. There are a lot of items that scroll through there, both of national interest, just whatever is going on, and the, the stories which are ubiquitous in our nation, uh, the overreach of the federal government. You can scroll through and see many of those and the encouragement it brings to pursue the state-initiated amending process in Article 5. And your own states have a COS action blog www.cosaction.com backslash and then your state, you know, North Carolina or Montana, uh, for us, Texas. And those should be kept up to date by those state teams and give you information as to not only what's happening, but perhaps some things that you can do in your state to help promote the Convention of States. 
We mentioned last week, and I want to promote again, my friend and cohort here at in Texas, our co, co-director, Tamara Colbert, hosts a show, a new show she's just started the last couple of weeks, Constitutional Coffee, hashtag Constitutional Coffee. Every Thursday morning, 11 o'clock Eastern Time, you can find it and the link to it on our Convention of States Project Facebook page, the main page for the entire project nationally. If you've missed those, they are still out there. You can go ahead and, and watch those. What's fun about those, if you can catch them live, which I can't because I have a, a work commitment at that time. But if you can, you can go on and comment, and those comments scroll real time, and she can see those as she's doing her, her uh, basically a telecast, a video conference with everybody speaking of the Constitution and, and promoting Article 5 and the Convention of States. And finally, our big news this week, we are able to publicly announce something that's been in the works for quite a while. The Convention of States is going to be hosting a mock amending convention. We are going to run through what one of these actually looks like with real legislators. It's going to be September 22nd through 24th, 2016 in Williamsburg, Virginia. There will be Article 5 experts there. We will have more information on that when we are permitted to publicly release who's actually going to be there. And then we have state legislators being invited, three from every state. We want this to be as realistic looking as possible, to have a little bit of a dry run as to what would happen. They will be looking at the rules which the Convention of States Project has already proposed, the draft set of rules, and we're going to try it for three days and, and see how that goes and get a feel. Some great experience for those state legislators as they go back to their home states and then can relay that information, share all that they've done, and how that worked in their states. That's the news for today. This is going to be a little bit different episode today. I want to give you some great encouragement of what's going on and kind of the big picture of what's happening with the Convention of States Project. And I know that many of you have been drawn to this much like I was because of frustration with our government, frustration with the way in which our nation is headed, uh, impatience with uh, a lack of response from leadership in the federal government especially, and sometimes that leading to discouragement and, and the reactions that we can have when you're discouraged vary. We want to address some of those. We want, to, we want you to be go from discouragement to encouragement. One of the things that Senator Tom Coburn, who's our senior advisor, he will say almost every time he speaks. I've heard him live several times, and, and when you see him on almost any clip in which he's interviewed – he will speak that we have an opportunity to cheat history. And what is he referencing there is, is the history of republics and that they eventually fail, and typically they fail because of fiscal issues, much like we are challenged with here in the United States. But why, why should we be encouraged when he says we can cheat history? Because everyone says history repeats itself. Why would that not be the case with the United States? Well, one of the things we can point to is the reactions we can have. We can either give up, saying, well, we're just going to go down the road. Every other republic has gone down, or we can fight, and fighting can take on a different, different uh, meaning as well. Let's look at a couple of things and ways in which we can be encouraged, and the first is just the, the historical foundation of our country, our nation. Understand, and again, I, I was thinking on this this week again, the, our, our founders, what they were going through at the time – that they created our nation, created our founding documents. They were in the midst of a revolution, and yet these men and women 
were studying and debating political philosophy, and they ended up creating our national government, and which is based on two founding documents, the Declaration and the Constitution. And both of these documents are really a, a combination, a synthesis of political philosophy, as I mentioned, people like Edmund Burke, David Hume, of course John Locke, Charles de Montesquieu, amongst many, and that synthesis of the political philosophy they were studying at the time and the Judeo-Christian culture in which they lived. So not a Christian nation per se, but there is no doubt that the Judeo-Christian uh, culture at the time was a great influence among all these men and women who were involved in the founding of our nation. The Declaration is a document. That defines man's and woman's unalienable rights. Those are inherent. It's irrespective of any government that's in place. There are rights which are not granted. You have them just by virtue of being born, of being a human. Uh, it's from original creation. You can reference natural law. Uh, that was really how the founders wanted to, to speak in terms of natural law, but they couldn't avoid the idea that natural law still has to have some origin, and so they are, we are endowed by our creator with these natural rights. If you want to get into a little bit of a theological perspective on that, you can think in terms of man being created in God's image. There are certain attributes which we have as creatures, as men, men and women, which is stated there even in the scriptures, uh, male and female. We have these inherent attributes, and amongst those are things which would be included as inalienable or unalienable rights. Um, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, as written in the Declaration. And pursuit of happiness include, includes how you acquire property, what means you want to work to do that, whether you wish to be a farmer at the time, whether you wish to be a merchant of some type, whether you wish to be you're working in a banking type of industry or financial industry. That's, that's what's included in that phrase, pursuit of happiness. Uh, it isn't just a very open, uh, anything you want to do. It was really understanding how you want to pursue your goals in fulfilling your productivity in the culture. So that's our first document, the Declaration. Sounds great. Men have these rights that are upon them just by the virtue of being born. What about the Constitution? That's our second foundational document, and it, it describes the constraints on government and why do we have such constraints. And James Madison said it very well, very succinctly in Federalist 51 when he stated, if men were angels, no government would be necessary, unquote. What's he meaning by that? Well, men obviously aren't angels, and we do need government, but how should that be formed? The the founders were realistic about the nature of man. They understood those unalienable rights, but they also understood that man is imperfect. Okay, we aren't angels. How can we use that fact about how men act? How can we use that in the formation of our government to actually help constrain? And they came up with the idea, based on a lot of the political philosophy they were reading, of building in the separation of powers and having those checks and balances and actually using those jealousies which men have inherently, because we are imperfect, to, to constrain each other. Let's use the, the innate qualities we have as men and women to constrain ourselves in the formation of our government, separation of powers. Uh, again, if you want to make a theological uh, connection there, this, this is dealing with man being a, a fallen person. After, after being created, uh, man fell in the Garden of Eden, right? getting those theological 
connections in. That's why we need the separation of powers, the checks and balances. But regardless whether you hold to that theological view or not, just pure observation of how men act, men and women act, it is plain to see that we are jealous of what we wish to do and we wish to consolidate power always to ourselves. We always need to remind ourselves of that. And so the idea of having a separation of powers and checks and balances, well, the U.S. is unique in history. That's that's the final point here in number one of, of our historical foundation. We are unique. There is no other nation which has been founded in this manner with written documentation to lay out who we are, describes who we are as men and women, and also describes how there should be constraints on government, written down the rule of law. Uh, and that is one thing in which you can have faith if you're, if you're people of faith. And a lot of people in Convention of States Project are people of faith. You can see God's hand in the founding of our nation. Not, not again that we're stating it's a Christian nation, but understanding him putting the pieces in place to bring that about and the great good which has been done by our nation throughout the 240 years. Well, that was 240 years ago. What about now? People ask about now. And the second point I want to bring up is just the contemporary experience we're having with the Convention of States project. Uh, it is exciting to be involved in this right now. I know that there are a lot of discouraging things going on in our nation, and week after week it is an onslaught. It is amazing how much liberty the federal government reaches for and takes, and it doesn't matter what week you're listening to, to this. Uh, there will be story after story. I could mention what's going on this week with the another attempt to grab at the Second Amendment and to dilute it further and to uh, constrain our ability to freely purchase and own weapons to defend ourselves. But it doesn't matter which week it is. There's always going to be stories we can come up with the government attempting to take away liberty, the federal government. But the Convention of States project in particular, what are some of the exciting and amazing things which have occurred there? Let's just begin with the founding of the project itself. So a little less than four years ago, we had our general election in 2012, and there was great discouragement, and there were several tracks being pursued by several different people regarding an Article 5 process. One of them very public, uh, even though it wasn't public at the time, Mark Levin was very guarded. He's always very guarded on his intellectual property, which he should be. But he was stating on his show, his, his radio show, he had an idea that he was working on. He was working on a book. Nobody knew exactly what it was about, but he said the states would be involved in the solution. And of course, we know that now as the Liberty Amendments, which released in August of 2013. We're coming up on the, on the three-year anniversary of that. At the same time, uh, Michael Ferris, a constitutional attorney, and Mark Meckler got together with an idea of pre uh, presenting a project, the convention of what became the Convention of States Project, to promote Article 5 and to really move that as a grassroots effort throughout the nation. Understand both these things were occurring Eight miles apart, Mark Levin and Mike Ferris are eight miles from each other, and they did not know they were working on this. Convention of States Project launched just days apart from Mark Levin's book. It was only weeks before both of them launched that they were aware of each other. And, of course, it, we know at this time that, that Mark Levin is now on our legal board of reference. He's come fully on board and completely supports the Convention of States Project. That was not planned. Somebody's hand was on that. That is not just a coincidence. There are folks who believe in, in providential uh, circumstances, and we see that 
a lot here working with the Convention of States Project. It is exciting to work with with this project because of what you will see, and I will, I will talk about that a little more in a moment. What about some of the patriots we have? We have opposition who say we just don't have the type of people that we had back at the founding. Well, they're wrong. They are dead wrong, and we see people like that all over the nation. And if you're in your state, and I know that you probably get frustrated at a lot of your state legislators. We do here in Texas, but there are some great ones as well. But let me mention some of the folks around the nation that are, have been out in the forefront. Representative Ken Ivory in Utah, a great champion for the Convention of States and a great champion for liberty, and we are well aware of his efforts there in Utah. Senator Laura Ebke in Nebraska has been a stalwart in supporting us, has championed us around the state, basically taking her own roadshow in presentations around the state of Nebraska last year, promoting Article 5, promoting the Convention of States, promoting her bill. Uh, there are great men and women like this around the nation. In our own state, you know, we love our primary author, Rick Miller. He has stood up a, a you know, Navy veteran, Navy fighter pilot, getting a chance once again to, to show his patriotism and to show his loyalty to the nation, his loyalty to his oath as a military officer to defend the Constitution, a great person to have on our side. We saw last year and, again, support this year from uh, State Senator Brian Birdwell, another, another veteran, an Army veteran, uh, speaking up for Convention of States during our State Affairs testimony last year. You can find that online on our Convention of States project site, or, or if you have problems finding that, I can get you a link to the testimony he gave. And, of course, here in Texas, Governor Greg Abbott. Uh, stepping out in front, really taking a leadership position on the Convention of States, writing a, a biography which is a parallel to the, the problems our nation is facing and the opportunities we have to restore the rule of law and to restore our nation, much as he has been restored, even though his body is still broken uh, from his paralysis, uh, you can still rise to great heights, and we can do so with our nation. So great patriots out there. Peace is being put in place around the nation to help support and encourage us. Much can be accomplished by just a handful. It's like, well, there's just not that many. A lot of things can happen with just a few people. There are some amazing things. Let me give you some examples. I'll give you something real quick from several years ago here in Texas, 2014. We'll, we'll get a little more personal. We had just scrambled to put ourselves together here in Texas early 2014, and we have an early primary in Texas. And primary process is when you also start the process for getting planks on a platform. And we thought it would be a great idea. Let's attempt to put a plank on the platform, uh, even though we had just gotten underway. Um, it was amazing how things fell into place, how we encountered people whom we had never met, uh, we had people come and testify whom we had no idea who they were. Even though we believed we were organized, there were things which occurred which made us understand that, that this was far beyond anything that we could have been doing. Um, and we got a plank on the platform, uh, somewhat stealth mode, but that occurred. Let me fast forward into current time and, and just give you a bit of a glimpse of some of the things which occur here in Texas. And Tamara and I just have a, have a fun time as the state co-directors we had an opportunity this past Wednesday to go down to the Capitol. And one of the things I messaged to, to Tamara the day before we left is I say, I always treat the day before we go to the Capitol. It, it ends up feeling like Christmas Eve to me because we get so excited. We don't know what's going to happen there. Even though we have things that are planned, there are a lot of unplanned things which occur which are amazing. 
And this was no different on Wednesday, this past Wednesday. We had that discussion as we drove down together. And as we were walking up the Capitol, uh, right outside, we, we said to each other, I wonder what's going to happen today. Well, we have a, a legislator. I'm not going to mention the name. We have a legislator we really need to work on here, and we really need to have the opportunity to meet with. And as we walk in and we'll walk down the hallway, and there's, there's four big wing hallways that go to the main rotunda. So it only takes less than 60 seconds to walk that hallway. So understand, we had just had this conversation, walking down the hallway. And in the rotunda, there was uh, a man there uh, dressed in casual clothes. Looked a little familiar as we walked past, and, and I turned to Tamara as we walked past, and I said, that looks a lot like legislator – The per I mentioned his name. And she said, well, it does look like him. Well, it was him. This is, this is a person we, we really need to meet with, and we really need to uh, encourage on Article 5 and Convention of States. And we had a chance to meet him right then and there in the rotunda to introduce ourselves. Tamara introduced herself again. Uh, she's encountered this senator uh, multiple times before and uh, just have the opportunity to introduce ourselves, and uh, it looks like a chance encounter. Nothing is chance with this project. Everything seems to be laid out. We always seem to be uh, – not always. We seem to be in the right place at the right time a lot. I can tell you from personal experience – I'm going to rewind just a, a month earlier at the GOP convention – I had a 36-hour period during that time in which I can I look back and I say I was just a pawn being moved around because I was in the right place at the right time multiple times, nothing by my own doing, and oftentimes I was in a place I didn't plan on being because of circumstances. I was not where I planned to be, but I was exactly where I needed to be. It was amazing. We had uh, a friend of ours uh, who texted both of us several weeks ago. Um, saying, uh, you know, just saying how encouraging it was to hear what's going on. And we texted back, there are things we can't share and some things we still can't share what's going on. But uh, this friend encouraged us to keep track of everything uh, because this is something that we could end up writing in a book someday. Uh, and, and we hope we get that chance to share some of these things to encourage people that when you get involved, uh, things can happen. Uh, it is amazing what can happen. It's not coincidence. Uh, but uh, it ends up looking like providence. And when it happens a couple times, you think, well, that's coincidence. When it's over and over and over again, when there are meetings and people you have met years ago, you've built relationships for other reasons, which end up coming into prominent play uh, on the work we're doing here, that's not chance. Those are divine hands, we believe, working through this years ago to put things in place. Does that guarantee we're going to be a success? I don't want to put that out there, that this is a guaranteed success. Uh, this is a tough, tough battle, but they're incredibly encouraging signs. I, I ask you, if you haven't gotten involved with the Convention of States yet, consider it. Go out to the conventionofstates.com website, uh, sign our petition, get involved, get uh Get connected with your local leadership, your district captains. Uh, if, if necessary, reach out to your, your state leadership, your state director, coalitions director, uh, grassroots coordinator, uh, your legislative liaison. If you have contact with the legislator especially, let, let your legislative liaison in your state know about that contact. 
uh, we can track some of that, take note of that. Um, just a lot of encouraging things. There, there are some wonderful things being rolled out by the Convention of States Project to, to help encourage you. The social media warriors are out there. They've got Patriot Games, which have training every Tuesday night at the webinar. You can find out more about that again on the website. Um, I encourage you, if you want to not if you want to be involved and, and not just give up, and if you want to fight and understand this is a fight which takes some patience. Uh, we got asked during the presentation we gave on Wednesday, you know, what's the timeline? That's not an easy question to ask, but we think it's going to happen quicker than a lot of people think it does. And um, the unfortunate reason is that's because of the incredible overreach of the government. Uh, they, they seem to have an insatiable appetite to just reach for our liberty and – since no one is stopping them at the moment, uh, they aren't stopping in their reach. And uh, that, that gives people pause, our citizenship pause, and reason to look out and, and reach out. And this is an opportunity to be involved with something which has tangible results. We are pushing for legislation. This is not simply educating people, simply having rallies, simply saying speak to your senator or your congressman to please follow the Constitution. This is the political leverage that we have as we the people to bring the federal government in line. This is the final check and balance. It's us, we the people through the states. That separation of powers extends to the states. The states are the ultimate separation, but we have more power than the federal government. The, the states combined have more power than the federal government. We created the federal government, we the people through the states. That is where we have our, our leverage. Uh, really encourage you to join. Um, you will not be disappointed. The, the amazing things which occur, and I've talked with several district captains over the last couple of weeks, and they all have the same type of stories, the amazing things which they encounter as they pursue this activity. It's, it's different, I think, even for people who've been involved in political activity for a long time. This has a different feel to it completely than anything else they've been involved in. Um, again, I encourage you. I hope this has been an encouraging morning for you. Um, we haven't seen any callers on the line, and that's fine. Um, it allowed me to go uh, a little bit long. Uh, we've still got about a couple minutes left before we play ourselves out. Uh, if anyone wants to call in, I'm, I've got the uh, board up that I can see if you call in. But if not, that's fine as well. Uh, again, encourage you. Uh, join up with the Convention of States. Consider uh, reaching out to your legislators, you know, the, the lower house and the upper house, be it representatives and senators or assemblymen and delegates, whatever their title is in your state, encourage them to consider the Convention of States resolution in their state and uh, encourage them to be champions, to be heroes. I can tell you in Texas that is going to be uh, our, our mission statement. We are going to encourage our legislators to be heroes heroes to their constituents and what they're fighting for. Uh, this is a great opportunity for them. We've laid down the gauntlet uh, to the legislators here that this is, this is the most important legislation they will ever be voting on, and history is going to remember their vote on this legislation. Uh, it sounds like we're laying it on thick. That is what we truly believe. This is our last course of action, peaceful course of action we have to save our nation. Saying all that, and I've gone on now for 25, 26 minutes, um, monologuing. I'm going to go ahead and play us out. 
with our outro from Madison Rising and the Star Spangled Banner. We will speak to you again next week, hopefully talk with you if people want to be engaged and call in. Uh, until next time, thank you for listening to that Provident article. We'll see you next week at 8.30 in the morning on Saturday, Central Time. And thank you once again for listening to that Provident article. We appreciate your listening. My name is Paul Hodson. I'm the co-director here in Texas, the Convention of States Project. We want to thank Madison Rising for all the music that they provide here, our intro and outro. Go out to their website, www.madisonrising.com. We invite you also to go out to our Convention of States website, www.conventionofstates.com. We want to thank the Convention of States Project, Mark Meckler, founder and president, Citizens for Self-Governance, Michael Ferris, head of the Convention of States Project, and a big, big thank you to our entire Texas Convention of States team. And we invite you to join us again next week for another episode of That Provident Article. <laughs>